Welcome to the Smart Connector podcast, which helps entrepreneurs generate more impact, wealth and success, attract others for all the right reasons and become a smart connector, the architect of your amazing business and life. This podcast is sponsored by Virtual Non-Execs, the world's number one peer-to-peer board advisor community, which connects thousands of investors, entrepreneurs and advisors globally. Welcome to the Smart Connector podcast. I hope you're well. As ever, I have a very exciting guest and topic for you today. Welcome, Christopher Flinstrom. Thanks a lot, Jane. Thanks a lot. So Christopher has a video production company that's based in Stockholm in Sweden, and he's the founder and visionary of Clara Fardiger Film, which is a production company that challenges the traditional high-cost of Hollywood-style filming. So they have a content-as-a-service model that includes brainstorming ideas, filming, and delivering the final production for businesses who want to convey their core values and stand out as more exciting and different than their rivals. So in this interview, we're going to talk about the whole field of film and video production and what it is about Christopher's business model that is different and unique in this rather crowded marketplace. So it's great to have you here, Christopher. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So before we get into it, one of the things that we were chatting about before we started the interview was the time that I've actually spent in Sweden because I, well, without aging myself too much, I actually spent a long time running an account for Saab the car manufacturers, Swedish car manufacturers. So I spent a long time out in a place called Trollhattan, which is a little village that, or a town really, that really hardly anybody knows about, but it was an amazing experience in my life. So I spent a lot of time there in Gothenburg as well, and in Stockholm and sailing around the beautiful West Coast. So, you know, Sweden is an incredible country. And I also really loved the people and the commitment to style and design. I mean, obviously, we've heard of IKEA. We know that there are some great brands that come out of Sweden, but Swedish people really do care about design. They care about visuals. They've got a fantastic creative heritage, some fantastic films and TV programs and all sorts of things. There's a a real buzz around culture in Sweden, isn't there? No, I'm blushing. Yeah, well, it's you can't tell this to a Swedish guy, you know. Uh, yes, I know, because they're also, you know, a bit modest and understated. And yes, I do understand that as well. But it's also, obviously, music is also, if you're in a creative culture, then it's not just, it's not just art, it's not just writing, but it's also a music, you know, because obviously creativity can be expressed in lots of different ways. So you are yeah. the country that brought us ABBA, let's face it, <laughs> one of the greatest pop bands of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, well, Christopher, let's get right into it. So what is going on at the moment in the film and video production marketplace? So I think there's a there's a big change going on right now when these new platforms like TikTok launched. I mean, the the time 
the patience and, and the time for longer formats are decreasing and, and short forms are really dominating the market right now for, yeah. uh, for brands. So I think it's really important for people and for companies to realize that and take advantage of it as well. Try to tell a story, not in five minutes, but in five seconds. Five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Like exactly. that. Yes. And, and that it's is, gone. <laughs> yes. And that is very hard to do. Yeah. I think a lot of the time people are trying to shove a, a 10 minutes video into a two minute format. Or, I mean, I went to film school, so I know all the film students that were trying to write this big epic stories mm-hmm. on a short film script. And it's usually um, for people that, that are just getting into video or film uh-huh. is that it's hard to grasp how much uh, facts and info you can put into a video. And six seconds or five seconds, that is typically, uh, you know, Facebook ads or TikToks. I mean, they reach up to 15 seconds. They, it's a hard thing to do because you need to be really specific in what you're, you're trying to convey. You do, yes, because simplicity is actually the hardest thing of all, isn't it? We can all say what we need to say in thousands of words or thousands of images. You know, if we've got all the luxury of time and resource and everything like that. But when we have to simplify and reduce and actually get our message really powerful and concise, that is a real art, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the quicker you can catch an audience attention, then you can deserve to engage in longer format. So that's because you're not Ikea, you're not Apple, or most people aren't. So you need to to create an interest, a credibility, and uh, emotion to your company. Mm -hmm. So people are interested in you because not everybody will want to hear your story or your, how you founded the company before they know you, before they know the brand, before they have some kind of attachment to it. Well, absolutely. And I think, obviously, that's where a lot of business owners go wrong through no fault of their own, but they are not marketers. And of course, marketing is really founded in psychology, isn't it? It's the psychology of influence, persuasion, why people buy. You know, we really have to understand that. And when you go out there with essentially a features-driven product-driven message, then, you know, no one's going to be interested in that, are they? You have to entertain, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially yeah. on the, these platforms that are so short formats, formatted like uh, TikTok or Instagram, it's all about that first two seconds almost that has to grab attention. Yeah. Something has to happen on screen or somebody has to say something provocative to, for you to stop and watch the whole. Yeah, the scroll, stopping the scroll. I mean, look, I'm not an expert yeah. in video marketing, but I do understand the principles because basically it's just about grabbing attention, isn't it? You have to get people's attention. Otherwise, they're not going to listen to your message, are they? Yeah, it's the same as it was back in the day. Well, not, well, it's still around, you know, TV commercials. It's all about stopping a person from stepping around through the different TV channels. It's like, yeah. okay, how do you make them to stop? It's the same, same with scroll. It, it's only it's easier now, and it's more channels trying to grab your attention. Yeah, that's right. And I remember, you know, because obviously I come from this background as we were talking about previously. So, you know, film, TV, production, all of that kind of wonderful stuff. 
then sometimes, well, it, certainly when I was working in that environment, there's a lot of really fancy stuff that you can do in post-production and with effects and all of that kind of thing that are just like, wow. And of course, you see this in Hollywood movies, you see it in in theater, in the West End, you know, it's the wow factor of like, how did they do that? But yeah. the problem is it can very easily tip over into style without substance, can't it? Do you have something to say about that? I think it's all, I think that's with everything, you know, movies are, can be beautifully shot. They can have uh, amazing 3D or video effects and that's fine, you know, but uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie Vertigo wouldn't yeah. be anything without the story. Yeah. So story is always king, story is always key. Definitely. What are you trying to tell the audience? Mm -hmm. What do you want to convey? What's your message? Do you want to mm -hmm. pique their interest? Yeah. Do you want to say a USP? But I think a video effect or something unexpected is an excellent way to get people to, wait, what was that? And, and like head back and, and look again and oh, or stop in the scrolling, you know? Uh, so, so you see a lot of trends going on, like the reverse trend was going on Instagram a couple of months ago where everybody was doing a reverse commercial. Oh yeah. Uh, and they just, they shoot it also intentionally. Like yeah. They're going to reverse it. So calling uh, Klein, I think was doing it and some uh, Swedish brands were doing it as well. So we tried a few of those and they worked because you need to tap into the trends sometimes just to, I guess, catch people's attention as well. But sometimes you can try if you find, if you find a video effect, I guess, that you like, try it, see if it goes against the trend, you know, nobody else is doing it. See if it can catch somebody's eye. Yeah. And, you know, really, it, as you said, it is really about stopping the scroll. It's about attention, isn't it? So in yeah. the first instance, it's about, okay, you know, yes, you've got my attention. I am listening. I am watching. And that is very hard to achieve, isn't it? Because everybody is just, you know, so, so bombarded with images and messages and notifications. The minute you go on social media, you just got a hundred and one competing messages and channels and so on for your attention. So it is genuinely, it's like a war, isn't it? A war for attention. Yeah. yeah. I think one way that I like to look at it is if you're, don't try to fake it, try to be authentic to yourself or to the company. And if you really dare to be authentic, I think people will notice that. Maybe they won't notice it on every video that you post that is six second video. But if you try to be yourself for one, instead of this, you know, this persona that people take out when they stand in front of a camera. I think if you try to be honest, people are going to notice that. But it is genuinely difficult because I think a lot of people feel once the camera's on them, they feel as though, you know what, my job is to sell. And yeah. then they go into sales mode, which is generally a more exaggerated and enthusiastic persona than they yeah. would be naturally. But at the yeah. same time, we obviously can't be monotone and flat and dull and boring. Uh, it's quite hard. It's a performance, isn't it? When it and is. if you haven't been trained at drama school and you haven't done a whole load of public speaking, it's genuinely hard for people, isn't it? Yeah. 
And even sometimes when you've done a lot of public speaking, it's, it's a whole different story to, to stand in front of a camera because you feel judged in the way you feel judged by the camera. And that's what we're trying to say all the time to the people that we go out and create videos for is that let me, the cameraman or camera woman, let me worry about how you look, how it's said, how it's going to look and just think about what you're delivering and how you're delivering it, because it's my job to make you look really good and that the message is conveyed in a beautiful way, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think that is obviously one of the huge benefits of actually working with a production company, with a professional crew and a videographer who is also like a director and is actually yeah. helping you with the performance and saying, lift it a little bit here and turn it down a bit there. And all of those kind of things, because I think what a lot of people struggle with is they don't really have anybody to do that for them. They've just literally got their iPhone or their, I mean, we're sitting here with a, you know, got a little thing on top of my computer. So yeah. we, we just have ourselves, don't we? And sometimes we are our own worst enemies, aren't we? In terms of just, yeah, just not gotcha. really appreciating ourselves yeah. and also sometimes just doing the wrong thing without anybody there to correct us. Yeah, definitely. I think you need the support. I think sometimes people underestimate the, well, the benefit of having an external camera person that helps you out with something as simple as, okay, how do I sit? What's my posture? Or to just make them feel comfortable that I'll handle this. You don't have to worry about it. I think it's all about making a person feel comfortable and then they can perform yeah. because it's going to show through the camera otherwise if they're stressed. Definitely. So, you know, let's talk about your approach, uh, Chris Christopher. So, you know, you brainstorm ideas, you film and deliver the final production for businesses who want to convey their core values and stand out as more exciting and different than yeah. their rivals. So, so uh, do you do the, the storytelling? I mean, let's just talk about, yeah, okay, what actually happens when somebody comes to you typically? So basically when they come to us, we talk about what they're looking for, uh, what's their aim with the production or, and, and then we basically help them out. So we are a subscription service instead of one-time productions because we don't believe in them, we can still help people with that. Yeah. But our um, motto is, well, or our slogan is content as a service, because that's how we approach things. We, we work over time with people because yeah. we believe in the value of the relationship between the client and us. We will get to learn your business. You will get to learn us. You will be comfortable with us. You will have a red thread through all your content that we create for you. Uh, and so the so relationship is like a good wine, you know, it increases by the time spent with us. So basically we, we talk about what the aim for the video or the content that you want to create is. So for example, if your goal is to increase leads for your website, you might come to us and say, well, I want to create a website video and we might say, okay, but why? Well, I want to increase sales. Well, why don't you do ads then? So instead of having this four minute video that nobody's going to see on your website, shop them up to smaller videos that 
put the USBs really yeah. high up and a call to action at the end of the video and create those into Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads. And then next month, we'll do a video for the websites that we can put on the website. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the month after that, uh, we'll see how the ads went. Um, yeah. And we'll learn from that. Yeah. I really like that. The idea of it being a subscription service, because when you get on the video train, let's just say, I mean, I'm doing video and I'm doing it all the time. I've started doing YouTube stuff and I'm doing ads and I'm doing videos for my funnels. And now I'm like, oh, you know, I should be repurposing all of this. Yeah. And every time it's a different project. So I think I really like that idea of, look, if you want to get visible through video, and to be honest, it is the most powerful medium there is, really, I think, at the moment, then you aren't going to do it as a twice a year thing, really. You're going to want to be doing it all the time. Yeah. And I think it's always been looked at before as this one-time production project, or at least yeah. from the production company's perspective. Yeah. Uh, They've only approached people that can really afford their big production. So IKEA has gotten uh, beautiful shots, uh, commercials, and they're still making a lot of uh, beautiful uh, <laughs> videos that we take inspiration from. But I think uh, in order for at least small, small and medium businesses, or at least uh, well, a lot of the companies out there, you need to be seen a lot more than just once a year. It's True. impossible to stick out otherwise. You can have a beautiful video, but it's going to be scrolled away in a second. Yes, exactly. And really, it is all about it, it is all about reach, isn't it? So for reach, you have to have variety because yeah. if people like you and they like what you do, then they're going to want more and they don't just want to watch the same thing over and over again. I mean, that's just, again, it's just basic psychology, isn't it? Yeah. They want more of you. And that's a wonderful thing. If they want more of you and they're like, oh, I'm going to follow this person. I like him or her or, you know, whatever they're talking about is, yeah, that's the thing that I'm interested in. Then they're just okay. like, I want more and more. And that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it is a new business model. And that's the thing that I think is really exciting about it. So you're working all over Europe at the moment, aren't you, uh, Christopher? Yeah. Yeah, basically. So we've, we started working a lot outside of Sweden and we're trying to basically establish ourselves as uh, the new guy on the block as well. Yeah. So we're expanding to the uh, Scandinavian countries and, and mm -hmm. the UK as well. And I think it's uh, exciting times. I think uh, we might not be the only person or company that is doing content as a service, but I think we have an approach that is very human. We, we're trying to understand what your business model is, what your aim is, and yeah. we want to get to know you. We, we want to help you the way you want to be seen. Definitely. And uh, do you find that there is a, a difference in culture, maybe in terms of how videos are made or received across different countries, or do you find that the same trends are uniformly seen across Europe, let's just say? I think it's, it comes down to whether or not you're, you're human, you know, because okay. the most viral videos are going to be the ones that 
crosses culture, you know? Yeah. It's going to be uh, that lion video that everybody has seen on, on YouTube. That Animal videos, hugs. yeah. Yeah. The trainer that gets hugged by a lion, you know, or that Charlie bit my finger video on YouTube. It's going to be those really relatable videos about kids or about humans or about, you know, love. I think if you can mm. somehow catch a very human topic or a very human uh, video, I think you, it's going to cross cultures. It's all about having a, like a story that resonates, I think. And yeah. that's easier said than done. Yeah, well, it is. And I know what you're talking about, these viral videos. I mean, myself, all of my friends, my family, we all love, we all love dog videos. <laughs> uh, I think most people do. So like dogs doing yeah. cute things or cats doing cute, any kind of animals doing cute stuff. And that is, of course, everybody loves that type of yeah. thing. But when you've got, when you're a business that's got a business offer, you don't really want to be posting pictures of how cute your cat is or do you? I mean, I think we would do it. Uh-huh. Also, it's a company. I think if, he, if you ask me, I would just find a really viral dog or cat video and dub it with me and my sales guy pitching Clarifadia uh, film, and then yeah. I would get you to see it. So I think it's all about how you also want to portray your company. We yeah. have a very relaxed way of looking at ourselves, and we don't care that much that we have humor in our videos because I guess we are a very humorous or, or, um, or a lighthearted company, I would say. And that's the clients that we want to find as well because I think we would work the best with them. So I think it's all about how you want to portray or how you want your brand to be portrayed. But of course, dog videos can work as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning, really it's entertainment. Video has always been about entertainment. And, you know, we all grew up on watching TV and watching films and, you know, really is just been since the advent of social media that we've seen a lot of, let's just say fairly lackluster or boring video content out there because, you know, pre the internet era, it was really only big businesses and brands and big media companies and so on that could actually do these things and be in that arena. And so, you know, the quality had to be a lot higher because the cost of entry was really high. And I think when, let's just say, Joe Public started kind of experimenting with video, then we saw a lot of really crap video and a lot of people going out there and doing you know, trudging through the forest on their morning walk and doing a Facebook live and they never really said anything. And, you know, they'd be talking for about a minute before, before you just clicked off because it's like, oh, you know, they haven't even said anything and all yeah. of that kind of thing. And now I perceive that it is coming full circle and that the creators who are actually, you know, doing this stuff on social media are professionalizing it to a level that has never been seen before. I was just wondering whether you agree with that. No, I think definitely. I think it's again, it's a shift of having, you know, traditional film industry way yeah. back in the early 1900s or um, <laughs> how, the, how you say it in English, uh, 21st century. I have no idea, but you understand what I mean. So, so, so how it changed to the classic Mad Men era where the ad agencies were the powerhouses. 
everything was still shot very like film filmic and now we have this era of well everybody has a phone everybody has a video camera on it so it's all about you know autism uh, sorry saying the word well it's all about user-generated content you know if it feels yeah. real it's authentic so people or the younger generation want to see that because that's what they are used to seeing all the time. The, the, that's the media they've consumed their whole mm. lives. They haven't been consuming Ingmar Berman movies or Alfred Hitchcock movies that is shot perfectly. They've consumed the dog video on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's such a, such an interesting topic. So Christopher, what do you, what kind of clients do you tend to work for? I mean, who is your perfect client? You said, obviously, you like people who are maybe lighthearted, a little bit fun, you know, don't take themselves too seriously. But in terms of, you know, your perfect kind of business type, do you have a sector that you specialize in or, you know, who, give us an example of a couple of your clients and what you did for them. We're pretty broad in the sectors, actually. We started out with a lot of IoT. Um, uh-huh. IT companies, IoT uh, products. And we also worked with a lot of Swedish startups like Doctor.se and Mindler. And then we basically, well, small, medium businesses we worked a lot with, but also these bigger companies like Bolt and ABB has worked with us as well because they well, usually have the resources on their own and they have an in-house house that makes videos as well. But to see that we have a different approach, I think. So they use us for content for social media. Yeah, yeah. So, so some collaborations with bigger businesses and agencies as well. Uh, so it's quite a fluid business model, really. I think so. And I think the typical client is the one that just sees, that has maybe worked with another production company before. Yeah. They know that video is very important. Mm. Or they understand like what it does to your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they come to us because they see that we have a dis- different approach. We have a subscription service. And they were like, okay, why did we spend last year's marketing budget on this company that we could have just spent on Clara Fadia Film and we could have done a year full of subscription? Yeah. And I, I think what I like is the fact that, you know, you are not just basically kind of delivering on a brief that you will are asking them why and you're probably advising them from a range of different video marketing options so that's a strategic role as well which i think is this kind of strategic slash creative and that's obviously the background that i come from because it's really different to you know just hiring a camera crew and saying right we're going to this studio then you know we need you to film that is yeah. obviously a part of the puzzle, but it's not everything because people don't know what they don't know, do they? People need yeah. advisors and they need people to say, you should be doing it this way or you should be prioritizing this over that. Yeah. And, you know, it becomes a kind of creative partnership, really, doesn't it? When it's done well. I think that's what people want as well when they come yeah. to experts or experts i mean definitely they want your advice they want your opinion and if you don't give it to them then what's the point of going to you i think we usually say that we try to be an extension of your marketing team and if you don't have a marketing team well that's us we we've tried to become more of a full product 
Like instead of just a production company, we're trying to offer that we can handle your social media now as well. So we can post and do copy for your social media accounts as well. Yeah, amazing. Because a lot of uh, business owners, they just don't want to do that stuff. They don't want to be marketers. Certainly in my space, you know, people that are, you know, they're they're sector specialists. They would really rather do what they do well. But the problem is they can't usually afford to hire somebody like me, for example, a really high level kind of experienced effectively like a, you know, sort of chief marketing officer or something like that. So, you know, the need for outsourced services that also have a strategic element to them, I think it's huge really at the moment. People really need that guidance. Yeah. People need to learn from the statistics. And I think sometimes you're afraid of even looking at the numbers. What did the last video do? But it's so important to learn from that yeah. and go move forward because otherwise, why, why are you posting? You know, you want to move forward and learn from what you've done in the past. Yeah, most definitely. So talking about mistakes, what are the most classic mistakes that you see when people come to you and they say, oh, we've done this and it didn't work for us? What have they done wrong? So, so usually I think they are like we've touched upon a bit before in this uh, talk is they're confusing top of funnel, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel. Mm. And I think that's the, the, the classic mistake is to create the video that is a feature film about yourself and your company that nobody's going to watch. And it's about, okay, what are you trying to achieve? Where in the funnel is your client that you're trying to reach out to create the video? that touches that uh, section. Yeah, I mean, look, I couldn't agree more. I think that is the fundamental kind of understanding of uh, misunderstanding of why people buy and how they buy, right? right? And the thing is, it's not easy to get right. I mean, I've made that mistake in the past. I've created long form content that nobody's watched. Absolutely, for sure. You know, and I put it into a funnel and I mean, even me, you know, with my background, Because, you know, really, as I said, this whole thing of like grabbing attention through video is, it's an art form. It really is. And people who, again, I'm a great believer that marketing has like maybe a hundred specialist disciplines under the umbrella. And I always think you can get the best results through working with specialists. Yeah. You know, rather than being a generalist. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah. A lot of people um, try to DIY everything when you're starting up. Yeah. Of course, we did it ourselves. And, and sometimes you have to. Sometimes yeah. you have to do it. And uh, you're creating the logo yourself, the brand image, everything. Uh, but uh, after a while, you really need to start handling or handling all those things with taking in experts or other companies that can help you out because it's really going to save you time to focus on your core business. Absolutely. And I think there is a time when people have to make that switch. And I, you know, my products and services are kind of, my clients come to me and they're sort of on the cusp. So some of them are still, you know, early stage and they do want to learn to do the bulk of the work themselves, but very quickly they get to the point where that's just not going to work anymore. And I think, you know, the expectation that you can do it all yourself, you can wear all the hats, you can be a 
you know, a su successful solopreneur that can actually grow a business is, I think it's a flawed assumption because yeah. you can get so far when you do it all yourself and it's not very far to be fair. You know, yeah. your goal, I would say this obviously, but is really to get to the point where you can afford to outsource that stuff that you're not good at to people who are really good at it, because that is the biggest and the most powerful decision that you can make in terms of your success. Yeah. It's all about saving time and putting your effort where it's needed or where, where, where it counts. Talented. Yeah. Definitely. Because uh, you can go down the marketing rabbit hole anywhere you want, you know, in, in CEOs, <laughs> there, there's millions of things to learn, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, so, so you really need to tell, to like, to take uh, help from a lot of different consultants or agencies as well, because some people specialize in this or organic search or, or, uh, well, try to make your website even more search engine optimized and it's, it's a whole landscape. Yeah. And I remember obviously from the time that I ran agencies and worked in agencies, there was quite a funny time when it was after we'd sold the business to the US communications group into public. <laughs> I've always scared to say that word because, you know, you always have to sign all these NDAs and everything, but I won't say anything kind of too controversial. But basically we were sent all over Europe because we were supposed to be collaborating with these other agencies. And the whole idea was that we would refer business to one another, but because we're all on these really aggressive earnouts, so we had these kind of huge targets, you know, on our heads, nobody actually wanted to refer business to anybody else. We just wanted to keep all of the business for ourselves, even um, if it wasn't our core strength. And so, you know, I know exactly how that is and how it works in the agency world. It wasn't our fault. It's just we had impossible targets on our head that were very difficult, that were set by, you know, people who didn't really understand our business and, you know, how hard it was to really achieve that kind of, you know, massive year on year growth, which kind of made us sort of a little bit desperate, if you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah but, you know, really it is important, I think, to, you know, for a client to know that. It is very important if you are hiring a marketing supplier to understand what their core strength is yeah. and somehow understand what is on the periphery, because yeah. what is on the periphery, you're never going to get the best if you're exactly. going to do the peripheral stuff. Um, and I think also it's really important when you're hiring agencies or consultancies is that put a goal and make them accountable mm. for it because there's a lot of people out there who again the same as with the film industry like to work with the smoke and mirrors you know yes yeah, smoke and mirrors that people don't understand what they're doing so they don't understand the results yeah but put up easy goals that you can come back to them in in a month and the next month and check back on them because we've worked with a lot of different people and found some people we really like now. But it's all about trust and relationship, I guess. Definitely. And Mark, we've got Mark Vernon and he says, thank you. This has been insightful. Great to have you here with us, by the way, Mark. So yeah, 
No, amazing. I totally agree, Christopher. And it's, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just, it's evolving. Field is rapidly evolving of video production, content production, so on. And that is another reason really to work with specialists because, you know, if you aren't a specialist, and I think this is the issue that I have with all these courses that teach online marketing. I mean, I have a course, I have a program myself, but I teach strategic fundamentals that never change, you know, so how to position your service for success, for example. I mean, that's never, ever going to change because positioning is a core strategic discipline. Whereas the, you know, tactical marketing communications, the market has never moved faster. And so with something like the video marketing, what was working a year and a half ago, for example, automated webinars. Personally, I talked to my team about this. It's like I had an automated webinar a year and a half ago. I wouldn't do it now. One of those ones where you go into a waiting room and then you have to wait for three, three minutes and they say a countdown. It's a bit like going into the cinema and you know, the curtain's going to open and all of that. It just doesn't work anymore. It really doesn't. But if you are not a professional in that area, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't understand why. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great, doesn't it? Put your message on autopilot, create some kind of a webinar, put it into this, you know, little kind of box that is a bit like going to the theater and, you know, all of that kind of thing. But it just doesn't work now because people's attention span is so much shorter and they want fast and easy, don't they? Yeah, and that's yeah. happened, you know, happened very recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, ever changing. So ever changing. On top of it. Absolutely. Well, Christopher, so if somebody wants to contact you or find out more about your service, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is to go to clarafadiafilm.com and that is. K-L-A-R-A-F-A-R-D-I-G-A-F-I-L-M dot com. Okay. So basically, Ready, Set, Film in Swedish. Okay, fantastic. Well, Christopher, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you join us and talk about what's working now in content creation and video production and all of that kind of exciting field of media and film. So thank you so much for joining us. And by by the way, what's the weather like in Sweden? It's summer, it's July over here. So how is it over there? I would say it's beautifully overcast. Beautifully overcast and very long days. That's the thing that I remember about Sweden is I remember those kind of 23 hour long days in the summer and those kind of two hour long days in the winter. So anyway, I hope you make the most of the rest of the summer and it's been an absolute pleasure. Great to have you here. Thanks a lot. Thanks okay. a lot. You and thank you, thank you for listening, the people who tuned in. Bye. Bye. Jane Baylor is the Smart Connector, a London-based, passionate serial entrepreneur, brand marketer, and business growth exploder who helps overlooked and undervalued consultants and sector experts generate consistent, scalable revenues through becoming the go-to choice of their dream clients. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate you liking, rating and reviewing the podcast on the platform you've heard it on. And check out the links in the show notes if you'd like to connect with Jane or any of her guests in person. Thank you for listening and come back soon.